Well, hello and welcome to Virtual Team Dynamics, the All Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at All Fire. At All Fire, we specialize in helping you get the most from your virtual teams through understanding how your team members communicate and interact. This is episode number 21, and today we're going to be talking about work-life balance in international projects. As with all of our podcasts, there's an accompanying blog article on the All Fire website, so please do check it out for additional information. While you're there, of course, feel free to subscribe to our regular newsletter, subscribe to the podcast, and generally find out a bit more about how we, as All Fire, may be able to help you and your business. So before we get into the detail from the international projects side of work-life balance, I thought I would take a minute just to, I guess, just to contemplate the different ways that work-life balance seems to get discussed. On the one hand, you have the school of thought that essentially says everybody's work-life balance should be the same. They should have work a 35, 40, 45 hour standard week at sociable or relatively sociable hours they should get a reasonable amount of sleep and for many people the perception of a reasonable amount of sleep is eight hours a day or seven hours a day and then that they should be able to spend the rest of their time in let's call it leisure activities but uh, at least non-paid work activities so this is the this is the concept that gets thrown around quite a bit by organizations and by a lot of uh, social commentators that everybody's idea of a work life balance is the same now i would uh, i would actually disagree with that and really suggest that virtually everybody's concept of work life balance is different what works for me, what works for you, what works for everybody else will be different per on the individual and it will also be different at different times in your lives. When you're, um, when you're a young, younger, enthusiastic um, employee in an organisation, you may find it very easy to work extra hours. If you don't have family commitments, it may be no problem whatsoever to work on a weekend, to work late nights, to work early mornings. Um, and you may not need as much sleep. Equally, for other people, that may not be the case. So every single person will have a different idea and a different understanding of what work-life balance is. And for some, that will be that standard 40-hour, 45-hour week. For others, it will be a longer week. And for some, it may even be a shorter week. And for some, lots of sleep is needed. For other people, very small amounts of sleep. For some people, their um, their work, their activities outside of work may be a second job, which they love doing. It may be a second job they need to do to make ends meet, to pay bills. Some people may have study activities that they undertake external to their job. So every single person will have different ways of balancing their life 
around their work, around their social activities, around their, around their rest and around their um, extracurricular educational and learning and giving back to professional societies and so forth. So I really wanted to get that, get that there and thought about before I talked too much about some of the challenges that are specific to a work-life balance when you're engaged in an international project. Okay, so against that background, um, international projects bring some very uh, particular challenges to them. Um, When you have a project that's being executed in multiple centres, you'll have people working on your project potentially for 24 hours a day, six or seven days a week around the world. So you'll have people working in one location when people are resting and sleeping in another location. And all of this then means that that work continues. It's continuous and it's going on whether you're actually part of the work at any given moment or whether you're actually resting. Now, one of the big challenges there then is when do you unplug? When do you switch off? When do you, as an individual, if you have a lot of responsibility in some of these projects, when and how do you take a break? You really have to be very careful here, regardless of your personal work-life balance requirements, that you make enough time during your during the 24 hours of each day for you to be able to rest and recover and have a bit of a break so that you can be fit and healthy and, and able to continue on with the work going forwards. Many of these projects run for many years. They may run for three or four years. They may only run for a few weeks or a few months. A few weeks to a few months, you can treat more like a sprint and you can work, if necessary, you can work longer hours for longer periods of time. Once you start to get into multiple years, the fatigue that can be accumulative if you're not taking care of your own needs to rest, again, regardless of your personal requirements, the fatigue that can start to accumulate there can become quite da- quite dangerous and quite damaging. Uh, I've personally seen instances of several people who've had um, complete burnouts on projects where where they've become so exhausted through travel requirements, so exhausted through um, through trying to stay connected 24 hours a day all the way through the work cycle on these jobs. They've simply just burnt out and they've had to take extended periods away from work so that they could recover. Now that's not healthy for the individual. It's certainly not healthy for the work that they're involved with and it can be very, very disruptive to the project that people are engaged with as well. So you need to be very careful that, firstly, that you manage and understand your own work-life balance and that you manage it for yourself on your own, but you also need to be aware that you've got to be monitoring your own levels of fatigue and that what may work for you in a normal stable environment as the pressure mounts on some of these projects can become quite dangerous as you start to become more fatigued. Now one of the other areas where this can also be effective or have an impact is around the team around you. Now just because you as an individual may be able to work a or let's say an 18 hour day six days a week doesn't mean that the people that work for you, the people that work you, that you work for, and the people that work alongside of you, the people that are in some instances expected to work the same 
hours as you are just to support what you're doing or to service your, let's say, to service your needs. Those people may need a different rest balance on their work-life balance to what you need. So you need to be very careful not just of your own status, but also of the status and health situation of your virtual team colleagues. Similarly, you need to make sure that that you manage your time and manage your availability to these people in such a way that they have their um, that they have their opportunities to rest. If you're the manager of one of these projects, you and you travel to visit one of the other offices, you can quite easily tell your colleagues in the other offices that you will now, for a period of time while you're there, only be accessible on that local time frame or only accessible, say, in terms of local hours where you are between the hours of 7.30 in the morning and 7 o'clock in the evening or whatever time frame that you choose. That way, then, the people who are going to be trying to contact you know to only try and contact you and to expect a response only during those hours. That way they can structure the way that they communicate with you to suit that and you can also structure your own availability and your own um, rest and recuperation time around those hours as well. So that's that's a real recommendation that we would make. Now one of the other recommendations that we would most certainly make is just to be very, very vigilant of your own physical and mental state while you're travelling and while you're working on these jobs. Make sure that you take breaks when you can. Make sure that you are uh, monitoring your own sense of well-being. If you find that you start to get a lot of headaches, if you find that you're drifting off and you're losing focus in meetings and so forth, those things could be taken as a sign that you need to have a little bit of a break. You may need to take a day off. You may need to take a few hours off. You may just need to finish work at a sensible hour or a normal hour and then go and have a rest and then return to work at the normal time the next day when everybody else does. Everybody manages this differently. So you need to be conscious firstly, as we keep saying, of your own status, but you need to be very, very self-aware to make sure that you're taking the rest that you need because the project will be bigger than you. The project is is multiple people and you need to be you need to be there for them as much as they need to be there for you. And if you're not mentally able because of fatigue or because of um, just sheer, sheer exhaustion, if you're not mentally available to them when they need you um, during sensible hours, then you're letting everybody down. So hopefully this uh, this podcast has been of some help and some interest. Um, we hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, if you have, please do feel free, of course, to pop over to our website, see what else we have on offer over there, um, and uh, and check us out on iTunes. If you feel like putting a review up on iTunes, that would be absolutely wonderful. The website for Ulfire is www.ulfire.com.au, and um, very much look forward to speaking to you in future episodes. Thank you. Thank you.